Oh, we have patron shout-outs this time. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, because we got, we got patrons. Or, oh, we got our patrons. They're one slash. <laughs> we, the Mud Pesties, has patrons. This is The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. All right, so today we're gonna to be talking about tips for marketing an online sale. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason that we are talking about this today is because, well, we just went through the biggest yeah. commercial time marketing and, um, and purchasing time of the year. Of the year. Yep. And uh, there were a few people who I saw online who were like, well, I'm not really good at marketing, but I made a new thing. Or it's like, I don't know, it just kind of seems like, especially if you're new to selling your work or you're used to selling your work in at like in-person events. And of course that's changed because of COVID. Yeah. Um, then, okay, then these are some kind of basic tips, some things that I do, some things that you do yeah. that are better than nothing. So if you feel like I have no idea how to market, this is hopefully we'll walk away with some practical tips. Yeah, granted, I'm not like a marketing expert or anything, but yeah, I neither of us are. I, yeah, but I do understand to a certain extent like the things I need to do in order to stay relevant in the social eye, so that they see my product, so that they want to buy my products. Most marketing really isn't you having. I mean, it is, but it isn't really you having an <laughs> awesome product and then people buying it. It's you letting them know you have a product and then giving them slight reasons as to why they want that product or not. Yeah, yeah. That's mostly it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And then you, you have to come up or give reasons as to why. You remember those really late night commercials where they make up problems? Where like, oh, I love those. Do you have problems them. getting cereals out of your cabinet? And, like, and then it shows like white people like fucking like, like, <laughs> yeah. boxes and stuff. I don't know how brand works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a cascade of yeah. effing Honey Nut Cheerios on their face. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. This has ever happened to you? Is this ever? Yeah. And, and you're like, like no. <laughs> I've never had that happen to me. You, it's, it's a little bit like that, but they clearly over-exaggerate it, it yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, hey, do you like ceramic artwork? I have it. I make it. Here's all the details about it. Here's where you can get it. Yeah, yeah. That's most of marketing. The, pro the thing is that the more people's eyes you have on you in general, the more you can let them know about that portion of it. And that that's... That's really the cycle. That's the funnel that goes on with marketing. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the areas where it's, le at least I know for myself, sometimes I'll still get stuck on this. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, so people can, people can say, oh, yeah, like, market your work. Get your work out there. But then it's kind of like, okay, what do I actually say? Yeah. So it's like, I, 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 of course, I made a list. So. Did you check it twice? <laughs> oh! <laughs> he said the word. Ah! No! Shut! <laughs> Oh my god, what would a mud pedal is drinking game look like? I don't even know, but drink responsibly, guys! Okay, so... <laughs> one, of, one of the... I guess I put this under the umbrella of creating excitement. So it's like when you have... When you're gonna do an update, yeah. the biggest thing is, okay, I gotta, I gotta, like you're saying, let people know about it and yeah. create some excitement around like, oh, there's this thing that's gonna be coming out. Yes. So one of the biggest ways that you can do that is simply just talking about your work. So your part of what that entails is like telling its story, telling your story. So some questions you can ask yourself are, as I read from my list, um, what was the, well, like, just talk about the process. Like what was, <laughs> we're gesticulating wildly for our, for our dear listeners who are wondering why we are giggling right now. Um, <laughs> so you can ask yourself, 
what was the process of making this piece? You could talk about this in a in a post, in a reel, in a story. And I'm mm. I'm mostly talking about Instagram because that's the social media platform I'm most like consistent on. Yeah, that's the new Facebook for me. Yeah, 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 pretty much, pretty much. Eventually, we'll all you know get more onto TikTok, but uh, I'm, um, I'm 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 lagging on that game. But I'm just not creative enough to like make videos every day for you. I'm sorry. That's like, a lot. That's a it's lot. a lot of it's a lot of production. I already have a YouTube. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can also see like, okay, was there maybe like a new glaze that you're using? Uh, are you exploring a new idea? You know, you can just ask yourself like, okay, why do I like what I've made? Why did I make this thing in the first place? Right. And just kind of talking about that because I think there's, you know, I have bought pieces actually. Okay. So funny story. When I was at, uh, Fanime a few years, actually it was maybe Usak Anime. Anyway, I was at an anime convention a few one years of, one ago. One of those. One of those. And I had made a Fujoshi mug. And could for, you? Yes, I'll explain. Could you I'll explain. We'll, <laughs> we'll have an explanatory comma, Thank you. comma moment. Yes. I don't have no idea. Oh yeah, no. I just want her to say. No I just want her to tell me what it is. <laughs> I would never. So okay, so my understanding, because again, I'm not an expert in this stuff. My understanding is that Fujoshi means uh, like rotten girl, and it's usually used to describe people, uh, or usually women, or I guess female presenting people. Anyway used to describe people who like reading or watching yaoi, which is like men loving men. So whether it's like manga, whether it's uh, an anime, uh, it, that's basically a fujoshi is somebody who likes that, that kind of anime or manga. So women who like gay porn. Yeah, pr pr pretty much. But, but it's usually, <laughs> but that, what that is, it's, an, it's usually marketed towards women. It's not usually oh, marketed towards like, actual, like other gay men. It's like usually, just general public. It's like this, you're clearly want this. Yeah. Females. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's like if you, if any of y'all have seen like Yuri on Ice, Ice. It's a great anime. Such a good anime. I and hate it's, it. It's a, so good for like a sports anime. It's beautifully animated, but it's also like, it's yeah. like low key. It's like, it's, it's about two men who like clearly have yeah. a connection with each other. So. Anyway, I was talking to someone who had no idea what a Fujoshi was, but I talked to her about it and I explained the process of how I came up with the design right. and how I liked the idea of using, um, uh, looking at Rococo architectural styles because that style of architecture is totally over the top. It's like, you know, lots of, uh, you know, flourishes and like floral patterns and like, anyway, it's just this crazy over the top architectural style. And I use that as a basis for designing my Fujoshi stamp. Mm -hmm. She did not know what a Fujoshi was going into this conversation. Okay. And she wasn't even a huge fan of like Yaoi, okay. but she bought this cup because of how I talked to her about, she was like, wow, that's a cool story. I would like to buy this cup. And I'm like, really? Like I wasn't even expecting that she would buy it. I just but told you this <laughs> mug is, I just told you exactly what it is. And you were like, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. Right. I respect it. Yeah. So that, I think that can speak to the, the power of storytelling. And if you can talk about your piece, it, that can give someone an impetus to buy it when they might normally not have. Yeah, a, a lot of people are more like, <clears throat> I never said this on the channel before, but there's definitely like visual learners, auditory learners, physical learners, mm -hmm. kinetic learners, spatial learners. There's definitely a group of people out there who are more emotional based in their learning style. Hmm. Like if you can really connect some type of feeling to what you're trying to teach them or what you're trying to tell them, they're way more involved. Yeah. You know, and I think those people generally like to hear the story about why and how something became, especially if you're the one who made it. Yeah. You're right. You're right about that. Yeah. It's people like me are like, I made the thing, buy it. But there's definitely, there's <laughs> yeah. definitely a group of people out there who are like, 
oh my god it means so much because mm -hmm. we went through this experience <laughs> oh my god you 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 say that like that's a bad thing dante <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not saying it like that because it's a negative thing but that is what they do be sounding like though <laughs> that's exactly what they sound like mm, oh my god i love chipotle oh god i do love chipotle I love Chipotle. Chipotle yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I I kind of hear what you're saying. Like, yes, there there yeah. is there is there's kind the stereotype. of there there's that stereotype. There is, yeah. But there is but there is a middle ground. And then that is a good point to say that like yeah. you don't necessarily do a lot of storytelling about your individual pieces necessarily. Yeah. But your your brand is strongly connected to your personality on on YouTube and on, on social media. Yeah. So it's kind of like people buy your work because they know you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's that's like. That can be a part of talking about, you know, of creating that hype is either talking about the pieces themselves or talking about like just yourself or just just being yourself. I think for me, it's it's always a space of because <clears throat> I know I know the very stereotypical YouTuber thing and Twitch streamer thing right now is to overhype everything. And mm. I, I find that so disingenuously cheesy that I try not to do it. I try and be very direct with my, my clientele like, hey, I made this thing. It's coming out at this time. This time we're concentrating on this type of thing, this is what we're doing. If you want to buy it, buy it. It's made with this clay, it's food safe, X, XYZ, XYZ. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't think I ever imagine a world where I'm going to be like, new store update, baby, let's go! Oh, God. Let's f***ing go! <laughs> oh, my God, Poggers! Oh. oh, sponsored by Ridge Shadow Legends! Oh, my God, Shadow! I even yeah. I know about that. You know, yeah. even culture you know what I'm saying? Like, Although Cody had to explain to me what it was. I, a small part of me fears that I'm going to try to market myself in that fashion and sooner or later become disingenuous. Mm. There, there is a there is a higher, not even higher, there is a different dimension of me that says like, I don't know, that to me sounds like I'm adopting a personality in order to sell you a product and I don't want to do that because in my mind if I have to, and this is, this is a strong line here, don't take it as 100%, take it with a grain of sugar. But in my mind, if you have to hide or adopt a different personality in order to sell your product, then that makes you closer to the line of sellout than not. Where like, mm. like if I have to lie to you with my personality to sell you a product, my brain goes, I'm hiding my true self in order to sell you an item. And I wouldn't call that a sellout innately, but I would say if there was a line, it's definitely closer to the line than being your genuine self. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, <coughs> I hear you there. And I think, I think that's actually a lot of the concern that I've heard and like seen from other people is yeah. people are like, well, I know that I need to market stuff, but like, I feel like I'm being disingenuous or I feel like I'm It's a large fear for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, my, <clears throat> my thoughts on that, or at least like what I try and tell myself when I get worried about that too, mm -hmm. is that it always seems like we are more present on social media from our own perspective than it is for other people. Yeah, true. Um, because it would take a lot to like have to spam, you know, people yeah. to to have to have them feel like you're as much a part of their life as we are a part of our own lives, which makes sense because we're, no, our, we're ourselves. I you get know? It. So it's like yeah, I, the amount of effort yeah. you're putting in, you're like, I must be bugging them, but really they're just like clicking off your story every five seconds. Yeah, no, I think I think if you are a person who is not inclined towards that in the first place, yeah. you're probably not gonna end up coming across like that person just because that is so far removed from like who you are well unless you are explicitly interested in creating a a separate online personality but that's a whole yeah other, that's a whole other thing. well I'll, I'll say this and then i have a question for you yeah. afterwards yeah, right yeah. so i i have a but i think i've talked to you about <clears throat> this before where i know a person that sells products online they're not a potter really mm -hmm. but they're like 
a staunch conservative. Okay. Like, they're, like, as far right as you can go. Yeah. They're, like... Like, QAnon status? Yes. Ooh, yeah, right? Okay. But people still buy his stuff, and I've always mm. <clears throat> wondered, because the type of things he sells usually fall in the interests of stereotypically the left yeah you know yeah. and i and i and i always wonder and i had a conversation with him one day i won't say his name won't say what he sells anything like that and he's like well yeah but i have to hide my political alignment in general because then i would lose a lot of my clientele like mm-hmm. i have to hide a lot of what i think about social movements what i think about blm what i think about presidencies what i think about and i'm like you're a sellout and he's like no what no like, yeah you're a sellout you're hiding you're hiding those things for money and he's like i'm not i'm not a sellout i'm like the money sold you, man. You sold. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I wouldn't... <clears throat> I called him a sellout because me and him argue all the time. But <laughs> I, I meant to offend him, to be fair. Okay. But, um, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's innately a sellout, but I would say that it's definitely higher on the scale than something that I would like to go towards. I generally don't want to... If you start out selling, at friends and fa- selling to friends and family to like, get yourself out there to get more of a confidence boost because they want to support you, they're friends and family then I think the higher tiers would be to the point where you understand that if you let a portion of your personality out online that people you know are not going to like and that would lower your sales, for me that goes, you're hiding your real self in order to make money. <clears throat> give it give it all to me. Okay, so... If they don't like you for who you are, are they really fans though? I I would push back on it. And I know this is... So this is a, a little bit of a side <coughs> conversation. So I, I, no, want us, I want us to get back to... You know, at some point. We'll, I need we'll to get stop back talking because I'm dying over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing. I'm hearing. You can hear it? Yeah, I'm hearing you having to... For anyone who's wondering what's going on, um, I've woken up for the last three days with anaphylactic shock with like really bad hives. So you can see my face a little bit puffy, but my throat's a little bit closed. So if I sound a little bit weird, that's what that's from. Yeah. Just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on a, on a, I guess, continuing on that kind of side note of talking about selling out, because again, this is a little bit of a different conversation, but mm-hmm. I also would say that I don't think we are obligated to show our full personalities online, because mm. I think that is a part of our, like, we choose how we present to the world every day anyway, uh-huh. and I don't think the world is entitled to every part of our personality. Mm-hmm. Like, because there are, there are things that I, I would probably have fun making yeah. that I, like for me, even making the Fujoshi mug was a big step. Really? Because, yeah. Well, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, okay, conceivably there could be people out there who really, you know, don't like that or, or, or find that like, like I don't want my brand to be, <clears throat> even though I'm a very like, I consider myself a pretty sex positive person. I don't want my whole brand to be about, oh, Lindsay, the flirty, like sex positive, haha type of like person. So I, I choose the, the style of things that I make yeah. based on how I want to present myself to the world. And only at a certain point would I, you know, share certain aspects of my personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's also part of like why, why I have my Patreon is like, okay, I, I don't always share my full personality online. And the folks who decide to become pat- patrons will get to see other aspects of my of myself of the things that I'm interested in mm. of like where I get my inspiration things like that that I wouldn't normally share online because like social media is such a huge part of our world and I and again I think it just comes down to like the world is not entitled to our full selves like you get I to see. choose what you give out see I don't <clears throat> it's not that I don't think about it that way mm-hmm. it's more that I've never I've never realized that's a dimension in which I could go to mm. you know what I mean like I've never sat down and thought Everyone I interact with is only going to get a modicum 
of my personality. Yeah. The way I generally live is like, you're getting 100% of it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like it, then, I mean, kitchen, get out oh, too hot for you. Yeah. Mix those words around. They make a, they make a saying. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone who would be asking the question, how do I start advertising? Yeah. What would your answer be to them? How do I, how do I start getting myself out there because I want to sell some of my work. Mm -hmm. Not just to friends and family, maybe a step above that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think because in this conversation I'm specifically thinking about like, okay, you're about to do a store a store update. Yeah. So less, so I'm thinking about it less in terms of overall, like how do you start marketing? But like, let's say you're getting ready to do a store update and it's like, okay, how do I let people know? Mm. So on a more short-term thing. So if I were to say, I guess answering your question, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say the biggest things are talk about your work. Of course. Which is what I kind of would have said uh, earlier. Um, teasing, tease your work. Tease your meaning tease like, your customers. <laughs> yes, tease them. Huh. Um, <laughs> Dante started showing some skin, or rather some some undershirt, which is, you know, basically the same because you have so many layers. I got weird nipples. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Sorry. Okay, by, by teasing your work, I mean, in teasing your work, there's a few different ways that you can do that. You can either show a few at a time, like maybe seven days out, mm -hmm. you, you know, every day you post a different picture of a, right. of a new piece, or you can do something where it's like you announce that you're going to be doing this update and then... Uh, a couple days before the update, you say, okay, up, update preview is live, right. and then you post them on your stories, or you post it as a reel, mm. or you can do what I have started doing, which is when you get to the point where you want to start building a newsletter, which I kind of started relatively- a newsletter. A newsletter, yes, I know. You're insane. <laughs> so the reason the reason that I have a newsletter is because it's, it's essentially a buffer against the changing tides of algorithms, so it's like, once I have somebody's yeah. email and of course you can unsubscribe anytime but it's a way to it's a way to be in di more direct contact with people without having to go through a social media that's fair third party yeah i hate um, doing that to be fair yeah yeah it's it's yeah. just it just makes it just makes sense i've only recently started building my um my newsletter but what i do is so if i were to say like a, like a timeline mm. seven to ten days before you have your update, you announce that there's, there's going to be an update. Okay. And you can put a timer on your Instagram stories. And I think they're actually letting you put them on reels and posts now. Like yeah, the actual do. little timer. Okay. Yeah, cool. they do. Go ahead. I try and that's do it good. at least a week beforehand. So, so you can do that. And that's like, okay, that's to at least start getting people notified. Okay, this thing's going to be happening. And then the evening before I release the update... Uh, or sorry, a couple days before um, I do my Etsy update preview newsletter, I announce on my Instagram, and I do usually it's in my stories, I say, hey, just so you guys know, if you want to sign up for my newsletter, you'll get a preview of everything that will be available um, in the update. And then the evening before the update, I, I, I uh, on my website, I post the Etsy update the all everything that will be in the update, but it's password protected. So the only people who can see it are people who have received the password and, and through through my newsletter. I see. Now, if you if you don't have a newsletter again, like if you're just starting out, um, what I used to do is I would the, like the day before the update, I would post everything that would be available in my Instagram stories, so people can browse through. And again, all of that is building towards excitement. So hopefully. 
<laughs> I guess to, to recap, so that's that, a was, lot. that was a long answer. That is a lot. That's a lot. It was a long answer to a short question. So essentially, if I were to if I were to break it down into its most simple elements, I would say seven to ten days before the update, announce that there's going to be an out update. Make make a post about it, either as a regular post or as a reel, and say something on your stories. That's seven to days. As like ten, a starting point. As like a starting point. Seven to ten days beforehand, announce that that's going to be happening. Okay. In those in in the in the intervening intervening time, maybe post three preview pictures, pictures to show people say like, hey, this is what's going to be. This is an example of something that's going to be in the update. Okay. And it, during that time, talk about your piece. Talk about why you like it, why you're doing this series, and that can kind of help people connect to the to the piece a little bit more, and it builds excitement. Got it. Then the last thing is post a full preview of everything that will be available. You can just take pictures, because I'm assuming folks are already kind of taking yeah, pictures. Yeah, you of, should be taking pictures. Yeah, you should be taking pictures of all your pieces, and just post that to your Instagram stories, and then make another post that says... Um, Etsy update preview is live. Have a go. Ha, go have a look in my stories, or you can also post them in your stories and post them. Post a reel. So all things considered, you're only talking about five posts: the one seven to ten days beforehand, the three teaser posts, and then the preview post. Right. And that's if you don't have a newsletter. So there's there's one little tip that I I think I would have for mm -hmm. a lot of people out there. One thing that you should know, especially as someone who takes your own pictures of your own work is that you need to learn how to edit your own stuff. Like, at some level, you're going to have to learn how to do lighting, get you an application, get Photoshop, get Snapseed, and start to, like, play with the lighting a little bit. Make sure that you have good natural lighting for a lot of your pots. Don't try to sell your pots on Etsy when it's raining and it's cloudy and you have no light behind you and you take a picture, unless you're going for that yeah, vibe. Actually, yeah, because I was going to say, my, good. my favorite days to photograph work are actually when it's cloudy and rainy outside. Because you're insane. Because, well, no, because I have, because it's a, it's a diffused light. So what I do is I, I'm very lucky that, like, I have, uh, I have very wide, like, windows. So uh, there's a lot of natural light that comes into the studio. So yeah. I just put down, like, wood planks, have the diffuse light coming in from the, just from outside, and I just take a take a picture. I cannot but. stand unnatural light. I can't stand it. I only want the sun. <laughs> I only want the sun when it comes time for light. Like, mm -hmm. I want direct light on my pots with the camera, like, this far away. Mm -hmm. I want to catch all the goodness in the glaze matrix. Like, but whenever I do it with, uh, with, like, fake light or, like, backlight, mm -hmm. halo lights even, I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. Ideally, ideally, you want the most natural light. The most, yeah. yeah. And, and good also, angles. yeah, good angles. Gotta get them good. Gotta get, get them angles. Gotta get up anyway. with them angles. <laughs> but his um, last but joke yeah. before he died. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I agree with you. But but it's also like I think it's not like you have to become an expert at Photoshop. Like I, I think ideally you should only yeah. be editing your photos like a little bit. I do the contrast. And yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Like I do contrast just because sometimes it's too light or too dark, mm -hmm. and that that's pretty much all I do. But I'll never yeah. take a blue and make it like a thousand times more blue just so you yeah. want to buy it. Yeah. That's yeah, disingenuous. Yeah, yeah. That's lying mm -hmm. to me. That's yeah. I don't like doing that. Yeah. Another thing too is that since reels are becoming so popular, in addition to taking photos, you can also just like take a video of you just holding the pot and like moving it around. You could, oh, do also you do also have to realize how the algorithm works in or not in your favor. Like for example, Instagram really wants you to post reels. Yeah. But that's just a TikTok. 
It's basically, yeah. It's basically, it's basically a yeah. TikTok is what they're trying to do. Yeah. So what I generally do is I make a TikTok, I take it, I save it, it's mine, I can do whatever I want with it, and then I post it as a reel on Instagram like a couple days later. Mm-hmm. But the algorithm doesn't go, oh, that one post was for that one social media. Instagram goes, that was a reel. And TikTok goes, that was a video. Yeah. You yeah. know? The other thing that you can do too is that it, you can, like what I like to do, is I like to do the reverse order. Yeah. So I'll make it on Instagram first. And then post it to TikTok. Because if you make it on TikTok first and then download it, it's always going to have that little TikTok icon. That's fair. So if you repost yeah. it to Instagram, people are going to go, oh, well, it was just on TikTok. That's fair. Which is also fine. I mean, you Which can do is, yeah, it Yeah, I, I do it reverse, yeah. but that's just because I want people from my Instagram to know I have TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and that you, makes sense. you know, just however you want to flip, but be aware that it will be there in the yeah. corner showing. Yeah. And you can, and but I think what I'm hearing is the point is that there are, you can use the same material across multiple platforms and that makes marketing in general and easy wait, for you. Easier. Yeah. Way easier. Yeah. Another, another thing too, speaking of the algorithm is that since, since the algorithm likes engagement, one of the things that I've tried to start doing a little bit more often is asking questions. So that helps I, a lot. it does. Yeah. Yeah. So when I post a reel, usually either in the first line or like sometimes I'll post it a little bit farther down, but I'll just ask like, Oh, like, what do you think? Or, um, I, I posted a couple different kinds of cups that were in the same series mm. and I post them like a few days apart and I was like, Oh, like, which one do you like better? This one or the one I posted a couple days ago. And that gets people emotionally more engaged. I mean, yeah. I notice it for myself when I'm looking at other creators who are asking questions. I'm like, yeah. Oh, let me answer. Cause sometimes I feel like weird just being like, well, they didn't ask for my opinion. Like, what all do I say I other mean, than like amazing, you know, heart eyes or whatever. You and I are you know? so different. Yeah, <laughs> you're so different. Because you're like, oh, they didn't ask my opinion, so I won't give it. I'm like, I'm gonna put this question here so you give me your opinion because it feeds the algorithm. I'm yeah, f- what you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, need, I need them no, comments though. No, no, no. I mean, when it's when it's my own pieces, yeah. absolutely, I, I agree with you. Like, I, yeah. I agree with like, I, I feel fine because, because again. We, we have to be realists and acknowledging yeah. that like, okay, the algorithm determines our business. So yeah, we have does. to understand what works. So I have no problem like asking a question because I know that it, it helps people become more engaged and more interested more. It's more so that when I'm looking at other people's work, yeah. if they don't ask a question in their piece, I'm way less likely to, to write something Agreed. just because sometimes it feels weird to just be like, Bleh, comment, you know, you- <laughs> I'd like, I'd rather respond to a question. So I, I think it's the same for other people as well. I'm so, sorry. so okay. So what what about you? So it's like I kind of I kind of went through don't and make, don't make me talk. Talked. I'm gonna make you talk, don't make me talk. at least for a little bit because I want I want people to hear. Since again, since you and I have very different approaches to like yeah, our business do. practices yeah, sometimes. So so I I'm my my favorite marketing thing is is I I really I love the story behind. I like talking about the stories behind my work, the process. Like I like going into that kind of thing but you don't really talk about your specific pieces as much so so when you're getting ready to do an update what do how do you approach that and then what advice would you give to others who are looking for some tips to do the same i think the advice that i would give to someone who's starting to sell their work or trying to break into the world of advertising because after a while it starts to roll Mm -hmm. like after so many subscribers people will start to kind of roll your work and share your work based on the work you do for them and vice versa but i think the only the only real advice i would give in all honesty, is like keep doing what you're doing and getting better at the one thing until someone notices. You know what I mean? Like keep taking pictures. At some level, you're gonna have to kind of become a picture editor. Keep making videos. At some level, you're gonna have to edit videos. Like you're gonna gain these skills over time from doing the same thing over and over again until you get good enough at them to where other people notice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it sounds strange, but like 
I know how to edit pictures, I know how to edit video, I know how to edit music at this point, right? Like, I know how to do three different skills, which by themselves would all be considered jobs. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But, like, as people who sell a physical artwork, after we craft the thing, and not just the picture or the sound itself or the video itself, mm -hmm. we have to learn how to do video, sound, picture. You know what I mean? You're going to yeah. have to gain those skills. Yeah. So when you decide to advertise, you really have the good color and the good sound and the good video. You want to make a really good video, you might want to get a tiny bit of video editing skill, even if it's just on your phone, in your background. Mm -hmm. That's that's my main yeah. suggestion. And also know that when you start out, because even just hearing that, that makes me think, oh, but then I have to be excellent before I post you know, anything. Yeah, you no, don't like, have to. You know that the more you do all of this, yes. the better you will get. That's my point. You keep yeah. doing it, you yeah. will get better. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah. And it's also like, because, how do I say? Because I don't want to sound like a super contrarian, but I'm also like, okay, like get good until somebody notices, but also like to get noticed, that means... You gotta that means yeah. not even just the quality of your work, because frankly, I think like I, I think sometimes your 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 business success is sometimes less based on your skill and more based on your marketing skills, because like like you obviously you, you have to you have to be you have to be good because yeah. uh, like other otherwise like people aren't people will not consistently buy your work, I think. Yeah. At least I'm, at this point, I'm, I'm frankly just repeating things that I've heard from other business advisors. But, it, but it's also like, like, because, you know, my work, all things considered, like, yes, I, I am a skilled person, but I am not a master of ceramic arts. Right, yeah. And so, yes, you have to get good at your craft, at your art, whatever you are making. But at the same time, just making good art is not enough to ha to it's be not, yeah. successful financially. You really can't just make the work and yes. then tell people, I have work to buy. And they go, oh, okay, I'll buy it. Like, that doesn't, it does not work that way, really. Yeah. Making the work itself and making it good quality and getting really good at your work, making sure it's ergonomic and craft and, and to an extent beautiful, or has a certain aesthetic to it, is like the baseline of selling your work. Because after you get good at making your work, then you have to get good at advertising mm -hmm. your work. And advertising your work is what encompasses like you're gonna have to take up pictures you're gonna have to make a video you're gonna have to do some sound effects you're gonna have to make a tiktok you're gonna have to post on instagram and social media every once yeah. in a while like i would argue those things those two things come you together, would you though. nerd i know well because it's like well honestly because when i look at the work when yeah. i first started selling you know like it wasn't it was not as good as the work i make now so it's not like oh well, yeah that's true yeah because you just have to be good at a certain level yeah, like you, you have like you have to ha make something that is at least okay. Like if your goal is to sell functional ceramic art, functional pottery, you have to at least be able to make a functional cup. Whether it's right. good, you know, by whoever's standard is a whole different thing. I guess I'm speaking to my younger self because in my mind, I tend as as a someone who leans towards being a perfectionist. My thought is that okay, if I thought I have to get good first and then I can start marketing, yeah. I would never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have a business right now because I would yeah. think, oh well, I'm not good enough yet. I'm not good enough yet. So at some point, it is just about starting. Like yes, you know that you're know yes. that you are making a piece that is functional. You know, again, start selling to friends and family first. That's always kind of a good kind of starting point. Yeah. But but know that you don't have to be a master at your craft to begin marketing, to begin the marketing journey and to begin selling your work. So I, and I know that's a broader picture kind of no, thing. You're, you're right. You're right. But I think to kind of redefine what I was saying, okay, is yeah. I don't think you have to be like a master in order to start mm -hmm. selling. Like the mindset of I'm not good enough for four years, yeah. you know, isn't exactly what I'm pointing at. I'm pointing at like the person who just bought a kiln and has never done pottery in their whole life listening to this and they just made like their first cup 
that cup is probably going to be lopsided and have jagged edges. <laughs> like, let's be, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be realistic it's, with you. It's the beautiful first pots that right. all of us have. <laughs> I'm going to be realistic with you. The person who's like, I can start a business. I don't, I, I don't think it's a generational thing. I think it's just an overabundance of confidence thing. But I always meet a subset of younger people on social media who ask me like, how do I start selling my work? And then I go, okay, let me see your work. And they're like, oh, I don't, I don't throw pottery. And I'm like, did you just, do you just want to make money doing a thing? And they're like, yeah. And I thought pottery would be easy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and it's not to say their work couldn't be good or it can't be good. But what I mean to say is I meet a lot of people who are gung-ho about selling their work just because they made like the, their first 50 pots. And now they're like, how do I sell my work? And my answer is to be the bad guy and always be like, it's not really good. Sorry. Like, I'm really sorry, but, like, it's very clear to me, like, you didn't, like, smooth out your edges, you didn't, like, even wipe down your bottoms, the glaze is running, like, you, you have year one pots, my guy, and I hate to be the bad guy and tell you that, but in all reality, your work is very clearly not functional yet. Like, I would cut myself drinking off that. Oh. I mean, like, bad. I'm not talking about people who are just kind of okay. If you're listening to this going, wow, he's really gatekeepy. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking... I'm talking about people who, like, just began, mm. and their idea is to shoot for the stars. Great energy. Keep it. Keep it all throughout mm -hmm. the five years that you're going to keep doing this project. Yeah. And mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. And yeah. keep improving. Yeah. But I don't want to... I don't want to drink off your jagged mom, world's best dad mug. Like, I don't. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put that on Etsy. I'll yeah. be honest with you. Okay. I'm sorry. So when I, when I mean you have to get good at a base level, I mean like your work has to be at least the bare minimum of like wiped down, functional, has, you know what I mean? Like not crooked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless it's an aesthetic choice where you're sculpting something. Like, I, I think you get my drift. I think you get my drift. Yeah. 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 So for you, is there, do you have any sort of timeline that you have when you're like when you're about to do a, a shop update a store update online do you change your marketing online strategy when you're about to do an update versus your normal thing or do you kind of just have your general way that you post on social media and then you just kind of integrate i ramp up so we just ended the holiday season i'm not advertising or doing anything right now mm -hmm. i've been posting on instagram for like a week yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's usually i don't do that but if I was, like, I have a store update coming in February, somewhere in the mid of January, I'm going to start telling people, like, hey, new store update, February, this date, I'm going to start glazing stuff, preparing stuff, taking photos, you know, like, I'm going to start ramping up, and as it gets closer to February, I'm going to start talking more and posting more about it, and getting my boxes from USPS and getting packing materials, like, I, I ramp up pretty hard, but right now it's dead. Right now, all the things you needed to buy for your family and yourself are probably bought. Okay. If you were planning to buy, mm -hmm. like, you probably did it right now. So generally speaking, that's that's what I do as far as advertising goes. I just ramp up as it gets closer to the day, and then I kind of drop off. Okay. Yeah. And then I ramp up again. Yeah. I don't I don't keep the same. Got to post once every other day, every mm -hmm. single day. Like I don't do that all throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. My um, real fans will usually wait for me. Mm -hmm. That kind of shows that for folks who are worried about oversaturating or being like an annoying like hey 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 sell my or buy my stuff buy my stuff the I fact that the that it does kind of comes and goes i yeah. think helps show that people people are getting a break from the more yeah. marketing like buy my work type of heavy type of type of marketing so there's there's going to be an ebb and flow to how Definitely. often you're doing the hey like buy my stuff so that it's not going to be 
it's not going to be like that all the time. Yeah, like for and a, I think that will help. Like for a lot of us crafters, we don't really make like Valentine's Day stuff. You know what I mean? So like you'll notice during Valentine's Day, a lot of potters aren't like Valentine's Day special. Oh yeah, oh mm. uh, yeah. Like we don't we don't really do that. But like you know, dur during like Halloween and Christmas, we get really into the groove because a lot of us make pumpkin pumpkin sculptures. Mm -hmm. We make like Halloween esque monster type mugs and. We make like Christmas sales and Christmassy things. Yeah. Well, some people also do Valentine's Day stuff. Some people are wrong. <laughs> some people are bad people. Oh, okay, all right. How about that? Yeah, all right. How about take. those apples? Okay, so now we get to thank our patrons for this month. Yeah, I'm super excited. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I made that face to you just now. <laughs> it's 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 okay. That I'm just I'm just gonna like freeze frame it, and that'll be the thumbnail for the studio. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, so we would like to thank Natalie Curry, Kokela, and I'm gonna say this last one too because it's my mom! I want to thank Francie Dillon who has always been there to support me. So, to our most glorious patrons, may your enemies fall before you, and may the new year bring glory to your kin. And if you'd like to support me, and through that, support the Mud Peddlers, you can go to patreon.com and search Lindsay M. Dillon. Link in my bio on Instagram. You can hit that oh, button. Oh, show notes! Show notes, too. Show notes. Link in the show. That's easier. Link in the show notes. Hit that little button. Yeah, hit the button. <laughs> okay. Hit All right. That's good. Hit that button. <laughs> <laughs>